Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is October 19th. Today we're going to continue in Doctrine and Covenants section 121, this temple prison that Joseph was in and this revelation given to him. We talked yesterday about the iconic verses in 7 and 8 that says, My son, peace be unto thy soul, thine adversities and thine afflictions shall be but a small moment. And then if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. Thou shalt triumph over all thy foes. Now, one of my favorite verses comes next. When the Lord gives him an incredible reminder, he says, Thy friends do stand by thee, and they shall hail thee again with warm hearts and friendly hands. What a gift and a blessing it is to have true friends. Here, Joseph is in prison. There's so much going on with the saints back home. He's enduring so much. Sometimes I wonder if he questioned in his heart if people would still believe him, if people would still know that he was an inspired prophet. Here he is in prison. Sometimes we expect things to go perfectly for our leaders or for us if we're doing what's right. And so sometimes I've wondered if Joseph was worried that he would get back to the saints and they would reject him or not believe him, think that he had done something wrong to end up there. But I love this reassurance of the Lord that thy friends, thy true friends, do stand by thee, and they will hail thee again with warm hearts and friendly hands. What a gift it is to have friends who stand by us, friends who give us the benefit of the doubt, friends who believe the best in us. Sometimes as an adult, it can be really difficult to make real, true, good friends. In that same meeting with Elder Anderson that I've referenced several times, Sister Porter of the General Primary Presidency was there. And one of the stakes that was in that meeting had a young singles ward. And the bishop of that ward asked, how can we help the members of our ward feel needed, feel included? And Elder Anderson actually invited Sister Porter to come up and talk to that point because she was recently widowed. And he said, what was it like for you going back into your ward as a single sister? And she fully admitted that at first it was really awkward. She didn't feel like she had anyone. She didn't feel like she had belonging. She didn't feel like she had anywhere where she necessarily fit. And then she said something that has really stuck with me. She said, but then I realized I needed to create my own belonging. And I love that here, especially when we're talking about friends and true friends and creating true friendships. Oftentimes I know I'm super guilty of sitting back and waiting and thinking, well, why is everyone not flocking to me to be my friend, right? I'm pleasant enough, <laughs> But truly, Sister Porter taught us a really important lesson. We need to create our own belonging and to create these friendships, these deep friendships where we trust one another and give each other the benefit of the doubt. More often than not, we need to be the ones to create that kind of friendship, to create that kind of belonging instead of sitting back and waiting for it to come to us, which I am so incredibly guilty of. Now, these verses continue to go on, and there's something that I love here, and it made my brain go a certain way, and I hope that you can follow the way I was thinking today with this, because it might not make sense. I really hope it does. In verse 11, it says, And they who do charge thee with transgression 
their hopes shall be blasted. And then over in 14, it says that they may be disappointed also, and their hopes may be cut off. Now, the thing that I was thinking about for this is that here you have these people who are speaking out against Joseph. And the Lord says of those people, their hopes are blasted. Their hopes are cut off. And it made me think for those who walk away from the church, who walk away from the promised blessings of the church. Oftentimes, honestly, I hate to say this because it sounds so harsh, but where's the hope in that? It reminds me of the story in John chapter six, where it says that many of the Lord's disciples found it difficult to accept his teachings and his doctrines and the things that he was saying. And the scriptures say that they went back and walked no more with him. Seeing this, Jesus turned to the 12 and he said, will ye also go away? Now I love this response. Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Sometimes I wonder here, these captors, these people who charged Joseph Smith with treason, those people who rejected him, it says here that their hope was blasted, that their hope was cut off. My friends, there are so many blessings of the gospel that we believe are true, that we know are true, or maybe we even just hope that they're true. The blessings of eternal life, the blessings of eternal family. My friends, if we were to turn away from the church, the way some of the Lord's disciples turned from him, where would we go to find the hope? Where would we go to feel like we would see our lost loved ones again? Where would we go for the belief that we can be with our spouses, with our parents, with our children, with our siblings forever. Hope is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if we're to turn away from that, our hope is blasted or our hope is cut off, as it says here in these scriptures. In a talk called To Whom Shall We Go?, Elder Ballard said, Today is no different. For some, Christ's invitation to believe and remain continues to be hard or difficult to accept. Some disciples struggle to understand specific church policy or teachings. Others find concerns in our history or in the imperfections of some members and leaders past and present. Still, others find it difficult to live a religion that requires so much. Finally, some have become weary in well-doing. For these and other reasons, some church members vacillate in their faith, wondering if perhaps they should follow those who went back and walked no more with Jesus. If any one of you is faltering in your faith, I ask you the same question that Peter asked. To whom shall you go? If you choose to become inactive or to leave the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, where will you go? What will you do? The decision to walk no more with church members and the Lord's chosen leaders will have long-term impact that cannot always be seen right now. There may be some doctrine, some policy, some bit of history that puts you at odds with your faith. And you may feel that the only way to resolve that inner turmoil right now is to walk no more with the saints. If you live as long as I have, you will come to know that things have a way of resolving themselves. An inspired insight or revelation may shed new light on an issue. Remember, the restoration is not an event, but continues to unfold. Never abandon the great truths revealed through the prophet Joseph Smith. Never stop reading, pondering, or applying the doctrines of Christ contained in the Book of Mormon. Never fail to give equal time to the Lord 
through honest attempts to understand what the Lord has revealed. As my dear friend and former colleague Neil A. Maxwell once said, we should not assume that just because something is unexplainable by us, it is unexplainable. So before you make that spiritual perilous choice to leave, I encourage you to stop and to think carefully before giving up whatever it was that brought you to your testimony of the restored Church of Jesus Christ in the first place. My friends, choosing to turn our backs on the gospel of Jesus Christ is a choice to blast our hope, to have our hope cut off. I testify that we find hope in the doctrines of Jesus Christ. We can find hope in the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't fall into the trap of feeling like you have to be perfect now, of feeling like there's no hope for the blessings that our Father in Heaven wants to give us. That lack of hope comes from the adversary. He wants us to believe that we have no hope in Christ, that we have no hope in the gospel. But my friends, that is not true. There is always hope in Christ. And there is always hope in the doctrine and gospel of Christ. As we turn to him, as we trust him, learn of him, and lean on him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Bye.